Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Guys, we're live. A1 Air Quality Consultants post-game call-in show. Chris Phillips here of the Spurs Up Show, taking all of your questions, comments, calls, guys. 843-790-3377. Gamecocks fall to Georgia. Final score of 24-14. to 14. And what a game it was. What an effort by South Carolina. The second half, extremely disappointing after a 14-3 lead at halftime. I think a lot of positives to take away, but right now, immediately after the loss, probably not the thing on the top of people's minds. So, guys, we're going to open it up. First thing I want to say, thank you so much to A1 Air Quality Consultants for sponsoring the Spurs Up Show. Check them out. Tell them that Chris sent you. And, again, we appreciate those guys. Without further ado, guys, we'll open it up. 843-790-3377. The phone lines are officially open for you all as we react live to the Gamecocks 24-14 to loss at the hands of the Georgia Bulldogs. I want to hear from you. I'm sure there's a lot of takes out there, opinions. I see the comments rolling in, guys. I can appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, let's see. Here we go. We'll go ahead and jump to the phone lines. Call from Andrew. Andrew, what's going on? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I appreciate you asking. What's up? Oh, not much, man. I just want to say, you know, we uh, we didn't do as well in the second half, but I really feel like this was a, a bright spot for our team. Kind of show that we can maybe hang in there for the rest of the year, uh, even though Georgia didn't play as good as they possibly could have. But yeah, yeah it, also yeah, go ahead. Go no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I'd be lying to you if I told you that as disappointed as I am, I'm also extremely encouraged moving forward. And I don't know how you could, you know, I don't know how you could not be encouraged. You know, after watching this performance, I think most of us expected South Carolina it to be a very rough go. And, I mean, what you saw in that first half was, you know, again, extremely encouraging. You know, the issues that we knew were there with the offensive line. But I think you got about as much as you could have expected out of that group against UGA. And then, man, when you got a guy like Spencer Rattler, when you got a guy like QB1, and, I mean, he's out there making plays. And he's going to win South Carolina a lot of football games this year. But, you know, you, you can't beat Georgia with one player. You can't beat Georgia with no running game. And, unfortunately, that's uh, that's that's what happened to South Carolina. And, you know, give Georgia credit. They had more depth. They had more talent. They stepped up in that second half and made the plays necessary. And, you know, I think lack of running game is really what did South Carolina in like most of us expected it would. Absolutely, man. Yeah, no, I like to see the improvement from our offensive line. I think they showed a lot more than we thought they would, but. Also, I feel like our quarterback is definitely better looking. That kid is as ugly as homemade soap. But 
<laughs> but anyway, Indeed. brother, I appreciate you having me on there, man. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for the call. Great stuff, guys. Let's keep it rolling. 843-790-3377. Here's on this Saturday night. Gamecocks falling 24-14. to I feel like I'm a little bit of a scrambled brain because what a game, man. An emotional roller coaster. I mean, again, it felt like after that first half, I thought South Carolina might pull it out. And Call from Trevor. The dogs had an answer. Let's go to the phone lines. Trevor, you're on the air. What's up? Hey, Chris, how we doing, man? I'm doing as well as I can be, man. What's going on? Yeah, I know. I, like, I can't say I'm honestly that mad at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Rattler did everything he possibly could. I mean, the dude's a baller. He's slinging it all around the field. Like, it's, it's the O-line, man, and you're up 14-3 at halftime. And what any good team does in that scenario is you run the ball. But mm-hmm. sadly, obviously, that wasn't working for us uh, today. So that wasn't an option. And I think that's why we lost the game. We couldn't mm-hmm. run the ball. Couldn't run the ball in the second half. Yeah, I mean, you, you just you, – you not only could you not, like, run the ball, you know, wildly successfully. I mean, you just couldn't run it at all. You know, there, were, there was no fooling Georgia. There was some semblance of balance. And I think South Carolina, you know, it's, it's easy to say they should have just completely went away from – any sort of running game, right? Because most of the running game in the second half was runs up the middle that were being stymied at the line of scrimmage. I mean, it's really easy to say that, but you have to have some sort of balance uh, in a game like that because you saw what happened late, right? I mean, Spencer Rattler was running for his life. Georgia was able to to pin their ears at ears back and, and pressure him. And, you know, kind of, again, like I expected before the game, I thought it would get to a point where obviously – you know, Spencer Rattler is going to try to play hero ball and make some big plays down the field and do what he can to give his team a chance to win, and that leads leads to some turnovers. But uh, obviously, Spencer Rattler is is far from who needs the blame for this loss, and uh, he did everything he could. And again, South Carolina has got a a a great chance with that guy in their center every single week. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. And you know what the uh... The quick screen game in the first half, that worked fine. That was good enough to substitute for the run game. But obviously they're going to figure it out at some point. A team like Georgia is going to figure that out in the second half. And, I mean, you saw what happened. We First half, we get that touchdown on third and 13 off the Juice Wells screenplay, which I thought was honestly kind of lucky that he, he got all the way in on that. Mm-hmm. But in the second half, I don't think we got more than five yards on one of those, those stupid little bubble screens. Mm-hmm. And obviously we couldn't run it up the middle, so – I mean, I, I, that was the game. I mean, it was yeah. it was three and out after three and out in the second half, and 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 I, I think I think honestly, you need to be more aggressive in the first half. We had a fourth and one, could have gone for it. We punted the ball, yeah. and 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 looking looking back in the second half, I bet you wish you were up twenty one three. Yeah, I, I will say, admittedly to your point, my friend, I, I thought. I thought there were times in this game, and, you know, give credit, by the way, I thought the coaching was, especially in that first half, was was really masterful across the board. I mean, I, I feel a lot better about Dabble Loggins moving forward. I mean, Clayton White, I, I guess I'm still kind of up in the air, if you will, because of the second half. I more so think the Gamecocks defense just got worn down. But I, to your point, man, I, I will say I thought the Gamecocks could have rolled the dice a little bit more. Um South Carolina played like they were a 10-point underdog instead of a 27-point underdog. Like, you had nothing to lose. You know what I mean? And so I I was surprised. There were a couple of moments in that game. I thought second half as well. It was a one-possession game. It was 17-14. to And we really – 
I know the offensive line didn't allow a whole lot of time for it, but we didn't see a whole lot of, you know, shots down the field. And maybe Georgia was taking that away, obviously. But uh, I, I just, you know, I thought South Carolina could have been a little bit more aggressive. But, again, when you're taking on a team like Georgia, they make that very, very difficult. Hey, my friend, I appreciate the call. We're going to try to get some uh, some other folks in here, but I appreciate you chiming in, man. Thank you so much. We're going to go to our next caller, guys. Again, 843-790-3377. And like I said during the week, guys, I'll say this. I picked a 41-12 to loss going in this game. I chose to be very realistic. And admittedly, I was surprised at what happened in that first half with Georgia. I, I thought they were extremely conservative and didn't awesome. take the training wheels Boy. off Carson Beck. And the Gamecocks defense was much better than I expected. But you got to be encouraged by this outcome. There's no question. What's going on, man? You're on the air. Hey, Chris, man. First off, just want to throw some positives. Uh, the dialogue and slander, I think first half was great. Great play calling, able to get the ball out of Rattler's hands. Align did what they could in the first half. But, man, we can't, we cannot be giving up these penalties. How many first down opportunities were blown by these stupid penalties, jumping off sides, can't block, can't run the ball, you can't expect to win. Mm-hmm. When you're playing UGA and you can't run the ball, and you're one-dimensional and they know it, you can't win. That's mm-hmm. it. Hey, uh, you posed a question this week. You said, if we lose by 10 points, will you be happy? I, I've been running up and down stairs. I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I, when you said that, I said, absolutely, 10-point win or 10-point loss, I'll be happy. I'm not happy, man. I think we could have won that game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's some positives to look out. Rattler is the best quarterback in the SEC. I don't think there's a doubt mm-hmm. there. Can't put those interceptions on him. Uh, what do you think, though, man? Well, I'll say this. I, I'm not exactly happy either. Again, I'm certainly not saying hang the banner. The Gamecocks lost by 10 to the number one team in the country. I, I'll say this, though. You might recall when Shane Beamer said this was a a very young team across the board. It, it looked like with those penalties, like you mentioned, and some of the miscues that, you know, you hear the phrase a lot, this team is, this team is learning how to win, learning how to handle the big moment. I, I think today was a – was a teaching lesson, you know, because South Carolina went in a half up 14-3, all the momentum, and you saw what happened the rest of the way. So I, I think there's an opportunity for the Gamecocks to to learn from it. I mean, I, I think based off what we saw in week one and what we just watched, I mean, it's you're just you're choosing to be negative if you're not encouraged by that performance, right? I mean, there's things from that game that you can work with. I mean, there's there's let's call it what it is. There's no shame in losing by 10 points to Georgia. The disappointing part, like you mentioned, though, is you felt like you you had that game. Like you had an opportunity uh, if you could have gotten a big stop to start the second half. And even if you could have responded after Georgia scored there, you know, it was like it was you, like you just – you blinked an eye and Georgia regained that lead and it was weird, man. It was like South Carolina was down three and it felt like they were down 13, right, because of just the way the offense had, had started to sputter and the yeah. offensive line started getting dominated. I don't – I don't think the weather helped either because, of course, the rain put a premium on run game in South Carolina. It just doesn't have that, man. Just just doesn't have that. So they're going to have to find ways this season. I think, like, I don't think that's something that's going to get really all that much fixed. I think there will be matchups this season that will be much more favorable, and the offensive line should be able, you know, the running game should be able to give you something. But I don't think at any point South Carolina this, running the football is going to be the strength of this team. I, I just – I think they're going to have to rely on QB1, rely on Spencer Rattler. And I said it before last season, and I said it before this season. I, little did I know how much it was true that this football team really, truly is going to go as far as QB1 takes them. And I don't know if that's 
six wins. I don't know if that's eight wins. I don't know if that's nine wins. I don't know how many wins that is, but you know, it's it's going to be because of Spencer Rattler, his wide receivers, of course, but because of the play at QB one, because he's got no running game uh, to speak of to help him at this point. And but again, all in all, I, you know, there's a lot to nitpick, and it feels like you, you maybe you missed a big opportunity. But I, dude, if you'd have asked, if you'd have asked Gamecock Nation if they would have signed up for 24 to 14 before the game. How many people would have said no? You know what I mean? I, I just that's kind of what I come oh, yeah. back to. So um it's disappointing. I mean, I'm not celebrating a loss by any means, but I think there's positives to pull from this game for sure. Hey, uh, one, one more point. Yeah, I think the D line here, D line, anyways. I think they they did they showed their ass. You know, they, they did everything they could to stop the run, uh, and they did that very well in the first half. And I think you know, look at Mike Bobo being a goofball. First half, don't run the ball like you should. Mm-hmm. I think Kirby says, hey, Bobo, wake your ass up. Second half, they come and they run the ball down our throat. They can't get pressure off the outside. And then, you know, like I said, offensive, Rattler played his ass off. You, yeah. you can't win when you're a one-dimensional team against Georgia. But uh, thanks for the call, man. Hey, appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for the call. Uh, to his point, by the way, too, we haven't mentioned him yet, which is my fault, but T.J. Sanders on the defensive line, my goodness, guys flying around up front. I thought that was a really – Really encouraging sign, and especially if you can ever get Jatias gear back off the edge. And, I mean, you, you got some pieces to work with, right? You've got some pieces to work with there. I thought it was a valiant effort by guys like Nicky Minwari that, you know, battled through injury and wanted to play in this game. And um, job well done. So, let's jump to the phone lines here. Adam, what's going on? You're on the air. Hey, man, how's it going? Doing well. Appreciate you. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. Just want to say first and foremost, uh, thank you for everything that you do for covering our game talks. Um, you know, about the game, I think what it was is that, you know, I think we more so beat ourselves than UJ beating us. Um, really, when you look at it, uh, we had, to your point, zero run game that doesn't help Spencer in the situation. Um, I think we saw a lot of good things from freshmen on the O-line. But at the end of the day, the defense just got gassed, and, um, you know, we just got to improve our depth over the next, uh, you know, few seasons and hopefully that can lead to uh, better results for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, to the point I was making to the previous caller, man, when you say that South Carolina beat themselves, I mean, I, I think that, you know, I, I'd still probably give a lot of the credit to Georgia, but to your point, I think there were a lot of things in that second half, man, miscues that you can look at and just say, you know, when Spencer, or excuse me, when Shane Beamer was talking about this being a young football team and there's a lot of freshmen playing and there's a lot of new guys playing and it's a group that's, still kind of learning to win a big-time ball game like this and still learning how to handle a hostile road environment when a team punches back. And you know what I mean? Like, there's teaching moments from this football game. Um, I, I, th- I think you saw South Carolina take a step in the right direction tonight. I, I really do. I, I'm, and, again, I'm not trying to raise the banner. I'm not trying to – I'm not going to be beating the drum of moral victories this week. But there are encouraging signs moving forward that, hey, maybe the season isn't lost like we maybe thought it was after week one, right? So – um, again, QB1 did all he could. I, I, I do tip the cap to Georgia somewhat. I mean, they just wore South Carolina down. And there's some areas that once South Carolina improves those, you know, number one, I think, being the offensive line, and number two, just being the running game as a whole, that this thing's going to get rolling to Shane Beamer, man. But I think just right now they're just – they just don't quite have those guys. And you cannot not have those guys and, and take down a team like Georgia. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Absolutely. And I think also, too, you could look at the defensive wise. I mean, you know, with that depth and the lack mm-hmm. of depth, um, I think it, it could get better. But I think we really need to take a good, hard look at Clayton White. Is that scheme working for us? I and mean, obviously, we are selling on a run game, mm-hmm. and which, which makes sense, right? We, we want to do that and lead the secondary, which has proven to be pretty decent in the long run, you know, on those one on one matchups. But I think we just got to continue to build that depth, and hopefully uh, we continue to get that back with uh, guys like Jatias Deer, um, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, but with that being said, I'll let you get back to your show again. Thank you for everything you do, and uh, go Cox. Thank you for the kind words, my friend. I appreciate you calling in. Uh, we'll keep it rolling, guys. Again, 843-790-3377. Phone lines are open. Phone lines are open, guys. Continue to blow it up. We'll try to get everybody in here. Uh, as much as we can again, guys. Gamecocks fall 24 to 14. I've got the stats pulled up here. Gamecocks 11 penalties for 73 yards. South Carolina with 309 total yards of offense, 53 of those from on the ground. What's going on, man? You're on the air. Yo, Chris, what's going on, man? I... Well, what a game. I, uh, I just wanted to say um, it was a it was a valiant effort. Uh, we just don't have the dudes. We 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 don't have the dudes to hang with Georgia, especially with their defense the way it is. It uh, uh, I, and Juice going down early. Hmm. Um, that that really that really hurt us. Um. But I count on us to bounce back against Mississippi State. Uh, a pretty bad Mississippi State team, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. What, what, what's your thoughts? I mean, I will say this, man. This definitely gives me, speaking to the last point you made, this, this gives me a lot of encouragement that South Carolina can get to that three and three mark after the first six games uh if not maybe one better maybe four and two uh more than likely three and three yeah. though but it's South Carolina you know you know not looking far ahead the game with Georgia just ended but that Mississippi State one was always the game like you couldn't afford to lose losing to Georgia whatever man you were expected to lose to them everybody expected that in preseason the Mississippi State game looking seven days from now that's the one that mm-hmm. you have to have, right? You've got to show some consistency. We'll talk about that a lot this week. you got to take this performance, build off the good, work on the bad, put it together, 
uh, next weekend at Wiggins Bryce Stadium, right? Like, because you got to have that game. You have to have that game to have any semblance of the type of season you want to have. So, uh, I, I do agree with you. By the way, the Juice Wells injury was big. Um, how much of a role would it have played throughout the game? I don't know. Just because, again, I, I don't think it changes the fact that you know South Carolina is not able to generate any sort of running game. But certainly having him in the ball game, if he, you know, it's a shame that we haven't seen him. 110% healthy yeah. at any point because with what Xavier Leggett is doing, the way that Omega Blake is stepping up, he had five catches for 86 yards. Um, I mean, dude, it would just be so much fun to watch a healthy Juice Wells and the rest of those weapons do it, but unfortunately it's just the situation you're in. So um, I, I agree with you too, man. I I, I don't take the credit away from Georgia. I, I know Georgia's Georgia fans are probably going to look at this score and look at this game and be disappointed that they're not where they want to be, but they just got dudes, man. They just wore you down. They wore you out. And yeah, uh, I think the most disappointing thing get, is they just got the dudes. Yeah. It's just, I think the disappointing thing, man, is just getting shut out in that second half. You had su such a good first half and such a good game plan. And, uh, you know, Georgia made the adjustments and, and here's the problem. As we talked about leading into the game, what's your second pitch? And South Carolina just mm -hmm. never had a second pitch. It was Spencer Rattler dropping back, throwing the football. And Georgia was able to make adjustments. And you didn't have a run game to go to, man. And at some point, you have to run the football. You have to be able to create some symbols of balance. And the Gamecock couldn't do that. Hey, my friend, I appreciate the call. We're going to keep it rolling. Thank you so much. We're going to go to our next caller. Uh, again, guys, thank you all for being interactive for tuning in the a1 air quality consultants post-game call-in show south carolina falls to georgia by a final score of 24 to 14 the phone lines are once again open i want to hear from you again guys 256 passing yards from spencer rattler 22 of 42 one touchdown and two interceptions let's jump to the phone lines here call from rebecca rebecca what's going on you're on the air uh, I want to let y'all know that it was fucking Will's fault for the whole entire thing. <laughs> if he wouldn't have got on the darn phone call yesterday, it would have been – we would have won. So it, blame Will. Fault. You know what? I actually appreciate that, Rebecca, because in a world where everyone wants to blame me, I think we should blame Will instead. I think you're correct. Let's blame Will for it. Because he's a Georgia Bulldogs fan. That would make sense. That would make sense. Yes, yes. It is Will's fault. It is Will's fault. I, I would agree with you. We all agree. It is Will's fault. So if he was getting spoke up in the first place yesterday, I wouldn't have went off on him and everything. But he had to put his two cents in. I understand that. Well, Rebecca, don't take it uh, – don't give Will too many lashings tonight. I know you probably have already done so, but uh, always good to hear from you, Rebecca. We got the phone lines blowing up. We're going to keep it rolling and get some other callers in here. But uh, taking the L after a Rebecca phone call, not something we normally do, but that's indeed the case after South Carolina Falls. Rebecca calling in yesterday and her man, Will, the Georgia fan. It's his fault. Let's blame him. Yeah, for sure. Um, again, guys, going through these stats, Gamecocks 5 of 13 on third downs, 1 of 2 on fourth downs. Call from Dollar. What's going on, man? You're on the air. What's going on, Chris? Man, no. what can you say? That was, uh, that was one heck of a first half we had, man. I was so excited. That was, must have been the longest halftime. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
man. I, I feel like they left the game plan a little bit the second half. You know, they kind of went away from some of the the screen passes yeah. and the swing passes and tried to throw the ball down the field too much. Well, they did, but I, but I think one of the big reasons they did, I think Georgia made the adjustment. Uh, you, you saw a couple of times South Carolina, South Carolina got blown up. Uh, and so I think they just had to do something different. Uh, did they abandon it too quickly, or did they go just completely away yeah, from it? I mean, that's, you know, that's yeah, up for debate. I, I, think they, but, I think they did, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they did. I think uh, they, they, they were running a lot of deep routes, didn't really leave a whole lot of check downs over But, uh, man, what do you think? You think uh, when we get the first kickoff in the second half, when we, when we receive that, you think if he takes the touch back there, Possibly different outcome in the game. You know, that was a big momentum thing. You know, they get the ball inside the 10-yard line, the crowd's into it, mm-hmm. and couldn't really do anything on that first drive of the second half on offense. That, that, hey, listen, that was a big momentum changer, momentum shifter. Um, you're talking about the one, yeah, Leggett, I think, gets tripped up and Knox had the holding, I think it was. Um, I mean, yeah, bro, yeah. you start inside your own your own 10 I mean, a game like that, right, like field position matters. I still continue, I'll say this too, just kind of on that side note, I continue to be surprised that Beamer ball is not a bigger part of these games. I just, I'm surprised we didn't see any fakes. I'm surprised we didn't see any trickery. I'm surprised we didn't Honestly, see a big my, play. I just. My next point. Who, who would have thought that Georgia would have run more trick plays in that game than South Carolina did? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I, I that, that did, that did stun me, so. Um, you know, I, I thought South Carolina could have done more in that regard, but you know, after a loss, it's it's uh, normal to nitpick every single little thing. I mean, I think there's the game. I thought the Gamecocks could have emptied the kitchen sink a little bit more, right? We talked about that this week, but uh, you know, it, it just you got to give credit to Georgia, man. They made the adjustments. They're the number one team in the country for a reason, and South Carolina, just like I mentioned before, didn't have a counterpunch. Oh, I appreciate you taking the call. I'll leave it to give Mario Anderson more touches at running back. Mike <laughs> Davis said it on Twitter. Former Indeed. NFL running back, Carolina running back. He, he likes it. I like mm-hmm. it. Everybody seems to like it. Go Cox. Indeed. Hey, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much, guys. We'll jump back into the phone lines, 843-790-3377. Uh, Josh Bracey, by the way, sent 99 stars. I think that's a Facebook thing. So, Josh, thank you. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the support, guys. You can send us stars. You can send us super chats and super stickers if you're on YouTube. Anthony Blizzard. There we go. Anthony, what's going on, my friend? You're on the gear. Hey, how's it going, man? First of all, before I like I make comments on the game and everything, I just want to say I appreciate all the work you do, man. Thank you. Uh, watching your come up over the last couple of years has been really awesome from the timeline. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Honestly, man, like, I know everybody's going to be down and out about this game, but I like, I'm weirdly optimistic because like the reality is, is like, I think the line for this game was like 27 and a half points Mm -hmm. in Georgia's favor. And like, I always figured we would play them close, but to come out of the half 14 to three, like I'm with you, that second half was a little demoralizing. The reality is, is that at that point, we had already lost the identity of the run game. So at that point, Georgia just has to stop Rattler. But even then Spencer played out of his mind. If you take into consideration, I don't blame either interception on him um, because the reality is at that point you had to force a, you had to force a pin needle. Um, I, I think honestly, our biggest issues going through the rest of the season, I think we're going to have to get crafty in how we make a running game. I don't think we can play hard nosed run football right now. I just don't think we have that back. I think Mario Anderson's probably the closest we have right now. And that's no disrespect to the carry on, 
But um, I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are of, like, do you think that – could you see a Dow Loggins do something like how San Francisco used to run the ball through Devo Samuel, mm-hmm. like using the wide receivers as more in, like, reverses and things like that, or do you think we could see him trying to run it up the gut? Yeah, but I, I think they've got to get creative, to your point, right? It's it's. I don't think South Carolina's got the bodies, the big uglies. And, and there will be more favorable matchups, like I mentioned earlier, for South Carolina to run the football. There will be defensive lines that aren't as imposing as Georgia's. But, I mean, it's the SEC, right? You face good D-lines every single week. So, uh, they're going to have to do something, though, because, it, you know, Spencer Rattler, it, it, and um, he, he puts the game on his shoulder and, um, you know, it, it's just he can't do much more, right? He needs some help. He needs there needs to be some balance. There needs to be running game. So I, I think to your point, getting the receivers more involved, getting outside the tackles, uh, doing some different things pre-snap with motion to get the defense catch the defense off guard. If we want to open up some running lanes, I do agree with you. I, I think Mario Anderson should be more involved. I think he's a he's a bruiser. He's a bigger back, and I think he, you know, you need that guy right now that can get the extra two or three yards because. You're only getting about two or three yards a pop anyways, right? Like a guy like the carry-on joiner, love the kid, but more often than not, it seems he he finds contact and goes down. There, there's not a whole lot of breaking tackles there. Um, I was surprised we didn't see more running backs. Granted, we didn't see a lot of running game to begin with. I want to go back to the first thing you said, though, my man. Hot take that's not a hot take. It It's not it, – like, you should be optimistic. Like, it's not weird to be optimistic after this game. I think it's weird if you're not optimistic. I understand – being disappointed and upset I mean, with the loss. Like, my, and I, my thing is, like, yeah. we, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. I mean, I think, like, the big thing is, like, you walked into number one's house, and we fed, like, for the, at least for one half of football, we fed them their shirt. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, I mean, so, South, I mean, like, like, South Carolina. All, we all hate each other. Wait. Yeah, South Carolina in that first right. half, they, right. they whipped Georgia. Like, there's no – Georgia didn't give it to South Carolina. South Carolina whipped Georgia those first 30 minutes. 100%. And I mean, like, and here's the thing. I, another thing that makes me optimistic is Tree and, like, the guys that we infused into the offensive line made big differences early. Like, and that's the other thing is, like, I think we got bigger, like, looking past even this season. And I know we don't try to look too far ahead. But, like, the next two years, I think we become a force to be reckoned with with what's coming down the pipe and what's already said. They're so blatant played out of his mind tonight. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Hey, listen, reinforcements are on the way, my friend. And I, I'm just looking back at the running game because you, you you mentioned it and kept talking about it. Spencer Rattler was your leading rusher in this football game. Eight carries for 35 yards. Those obviously coming on scrambles. Your second leading rusher and the rest of your leading ball carriers, Dak Joyner, five for 10 yards and a touchdown. Mario Anderson, two for nine yards. And then Xavier Leggett, one for negative one. So grand total of 53 yards rushing. Also the up- I think the other stat that I don't know if a lot of people are talking a lot about yet is time of possession because, like, that second half, more or less, Georgia just made sure they had their hands on the ball and because we couldn't really stop the run towards the end of that because our defense was just tired. But, like, when you – like, I think at one point I saw the stat was they had the – we had the ball for 20 minutes, they had it for 45. And that was, like, Mm. when it was 17 to 14. Mm. Like, I don't care who you are. Boys are going to get tired. Yeah. 22-47, 22-47, time of possession for South Carolina. I can't see Georgia's number here because there's something in the way, but you can do the math. Georgia, obviously, uh, what, 37 and a half minutes, basically, of, of time of possession. I mean, you're you're going to win that ball game every time. So, uh, dogs were able to lean on the Gamecocks and grind that game away, and 
you just didn't really have the bodies to stop them or, or play keep away yourself. So, hey, man, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much for uh, for calling in. We'll talk again soon. Again, guys, y'all keep blowing it up. 843-790-3377 here on this Saturday night. Gamecocks fall to Georgia 24-14. to Again, the phone lines are open for you all. If you have not gotten in, continue to call. A busy night, of course, as we react to South Carolina falling to one and two on the season. Carolina falling to one and two on this season. Let's shut up the phone lines here. Call from. Hello? What's going on? You're on the air. Hey, this is Claire from Somerville. I was just wondering why tonight Nicholas Harbor didn't play. That's a great question. Um, I, I wish I had the answer. You know what I mean? I, I, I know he's a true freshman, and you know he he had been dealing with somewhat of a banged up shoulder, but he looked pretty good last week. So, um, and I know there's other guys, you know, like Omega Blake and Xavier Leggett and 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 Trey Knox and others that get out there. But you know, I, I love Luke Doty, and I thought he did some great things. But it, it's surprising to not see Nick Harbor out there. I, I again, he's. He's adjusting yeah. to the collegiate game, but it's, you know, you think of a guy with that size, that speed, that athleticism, it's 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 somewhat difficult to understand why he's not there. I, again, I wish I had a better answer for you, but uh, it's just a decision on the coach's part. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I love the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, we'll keep it rolling, guys. Again, I, I that, that's a great question. Listen, I, I love Luke Doty. But, I mean, they're, they're one of those passes late in the game that it was thrown a little high, but Luke Doty got his hands on it. You know what I thought to myself? I wonder if Nick Harbour would have caught that. I, I just – I don't know how – I don't know how Luke Doty's more prepared to play wide receiver Panic Ritter. than Nick Harbour is. Let's jump to the phone lines. Panic Ritter, you're on the air. What's up? Hey, thank you for taking my call. But I'm – okay, I'm happy with the close game, but this is what happens when you fail to get – a proven running back in a transfer portal and an old line that you know knows how to block. Like, mm-hmm. no disrespect to the Newberry guy, but we need someone who play against good competition. Like, I wish I was still in school. I would have came out of trial for the Carolina running team because at least I'll make at least I'll make a better attempt and block too and run too. Next week's a big game, so I hope we win. Panic Ritter, well said, my friend. I appreciate you calling in. It's always great to hear from you. Um, I mean, listen, I, I've been very critical of it. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. As critical as I was of the offensive line after the UNC game and after Furman, really, I feel like you got all you could out of that O-line. I, I, I really do. I think you got all you could out of that O-line. Call from? Brad from Simpson. Brad from Simpsonville. You're on the air. What's up, my friend? Not much, man. In a way, I'm disappointed, and in a way, I'm not. I mean, you look, you think, you. I mean, honestly, you think about it, and you got all this offensive line help coming. You like to think the defensive linemen, the young guys are going to be developed. I mean, I don't know what else to say, but, I mean, you're excited about the future, but it still kind of hurts. It does hurt, man, because losing sucks. But to your point, I, I'm excited about the future because I, I think South Carolina is, you know, continuing to add pieces. And as long as they do that and they have a big-time quarterback, and I think even after Rattler leaves, Lenora Sellers, you feel like he is that guy. I mean, I, I think as long as South Carolina, again, 
continues to add high-quality pieces. Like, the problems are very clear. Like, the, the, the deficiencies are very, very clear right now. It's offensive line, running back, and I'd say continuing to just add more pieces in the front seven, right? Linebacker, uh, you can never have too many good defensive linemen, guys to pressure the quarterback. Uh, I thought you saw encouraging things, again, from a guy like T.J. Sanders today. Uh, Nick Barrett, guys were flying around. So, you know, they're continuing to add pieces. You're, you're just not there yet, man. I mean, you're just, you're just not on Georgia's level, and there's a lot of evidence to support that. It's not a knock on South Carolina, but I don't think anybody sits here right now and says that the Gamecocks roster – it's on the same level as Georgia's, right? I mean, nobody does. I mean, these are the national champions we're talking about. So, um, it, it it hurts because you sort of get your hopes dashed after leading by 11 at the half and feeling like you had a really, really good shot to win that football game and not being able to come through. But at the same time, like you mentioned, I think there's a lot of positives to take away and there's a lot to build on. And I think if South Carolina can, can do that and, and learn from the mistakes and – you know, build off the positives, I think you can still have a really, really successful year. Yeah, right. No doubt. I mean, it just felt like Debo Williams and Stone Blanton played the entire game. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you, it have, was like, you have, to we, your point. Can we see Pup? Yeah. Like, I just want, can Pup yeah. come in the game and play just to give these guys a break? Yeah, to your point, South Carolina has – no depth at linebacker whatsoever. None. And I like the Kaba, the, the Kaba injury killed you. Yeah. In the second half, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. South Carolina is really, really hurting at linebacker. I think Grayson Pup Howard will be that guy at some point. Um, I guess he's not ready to really make an impact, but uh, you're going to need him to start playing some meaningful minutes because, you know, like you mentioned, man, Debo Williams and Stone Blant are doing all they can and they're just getting, they're getting worn out. They're getting worn out, bottom line. So, hey, my man, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much for uh, for chiming in. Guys, we'll keep it rolling again. Do not take it personally when we hang up. We just got a lot of folks that want to chat, that want to chime in, that get their opinions out there. Uh, and, again, appreciate each and every single one of you for tuning in. 843-790-3377. Let's jump back to it. Call from Aaron Stevens, top cop. Aaron Stevens, you're on the air. What's going on? Yes, sir. I just uh, forgive me. My whole my whole voice is a little hoarse because I was yelling at the game today. But listen, I tell you what, we were up fourteen to three at the half, and I thought we had a shot to win. And I know we all thought we did. And I I was heartbroken at the end when we lost. But what do you what do you think we could take away from this game? And do you think we can get where we want to be? What do you what's your honest thoughts on this, Chris? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm encouraged, man. I it's it hurts. It sucks. I mean, I. I you know, it, it 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 feels like you maybe missed an opportunity, but I, I'm actually encouraged leaving I this agree. game. I, I'm encouraged leaving this game. I, I am. Um, this team looked a lot better than I thought they would, admittedly. I mean, I I, I did not think this was going to be a close competitive ball game. I really didn't. Uh, the way that it played out for South Carolina offense, I, you know, give credit to Shane Beamer, that entire coaching staff, for for instilling great belief and having a great plan coming in this game because Carolina jumped all over Georgia. And, again, this wasn't turnover-aided. This wasn't special teams-aided. Carolina went out there and just whooped Georgia's ass the first 30 minutes. I mean, that that was – that was I, I can't overstate how impressive that is. But the problem is, is that Georgia's talent showed up and, and the dogs woke up at half and uh, they made the adjustments and the Gamecocks couldn't make them and they couldn't make the adjustments after, you know, Georgia had shown they made adjustments and – um, you know, again, South Carolina just did not have a counterpunch. So it's, it's, it's 
tough to stomach when victory is right there in your grasp and you can't finish the job. But again, looking ahead to the rest of the season, the good news is this, my friend, you don't play Georgia nine more times, right? You, you've got winnable games against teams like Mississippi State. We'll see what Tennessee's all about. Florida, obviously. I know Mizzou just won in there. They're 3-0, and but, you know, the, the series with Mizzou has been really close. Texas A&M, what are they? Like, there's a lot of winnable games down the stretch here. And then you have that four-game home stretch to close it out. So, um, you just got to add more pieces. That's it, man. That's why you recruit. That's why you stack classes on classes on classes. And it takes time to, to get to the point that a Georgia's at where you have that type of depth where your, your twos and, and your threes and a lot of instances, they're as good as your ones. In South Carolina, uh, when there's, you know, from their ones to their twos is a large drop-off right now, or at least enough of a drop-off to where, you struggle in a game like this. So um, the Gamecocks are getting closer, but they're just not quite there yet. Chris, I appreciate you. I love your show, and I love everything you do for South Carolina, and I really think we're going to get to where we want to be. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, and I agree with you 100%. Uh, let's keep it rolling, guys. Phone lines are open, 843-790-3377. I mean, again, guys, I, I, I'm not going to be – I mean, it sucks. It sucks to lose. I, I – Admittedly, at halftime, I was excited, yet, you know, I was excited, yet, hey, there's a lot of game left. Like, this thing can turn on itself in a hurry, and that's exactly what happened. And, you know, tip the cap to Georgia. They're a fantastic team, but. Call from. Bobby. Bobby, what's going on? You're on the air. How you doing? How you doing, Chris? I'm doing well, man. What's up? The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun, and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, S-P or S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. Game Time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought, whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, 
Create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Hey, Chris, we play, we play, we play a good game, a competitive game. But I wish, I wish we could have done something different. But, yeah, Chris, we know we, we got to get somebody help, man. I know it's going to take some time to get some help, you know, Chris? Yeah, it just takes recruiting. Again, stacking good classes on good classes, man. In South Carolina, I mean, I mean, dude, if they had the offensive line today, this is a different game. Like, there's no question. Like, if the Gamecocks, even if they the running back room was the same, because if you have a great offensive line, it's funny how the rest of that stuff kind of figures itself out. Um, it, you're just not there yet. I, I don't know what else to say, man. And, and, again, we can go back to the fact that South Carolina went out in the portal and uh, got guys from – Western Illinois and Yale and Mercer and, and Charlotte and and then brought, brought back guys like Tyshawn Wanamaker and Ja'Kai Moore that struggled. I mean, that just flat out struggled, man. Call it for what it is. So, um, you know, it's uh, you know it, it, it's frustrating because you're so close yet so far away. Oh yeah, and Chris, if I got here, man, uh, you gotta look at you gotta look at defense too, like Clint White, man. But man, if you look at defense, they could have got somebody a bit now. You know, Chris. Yeah, no, indeed, man. It, it's uh, there's a lot to build off of from this, but uh, you know, frustrating at the same time. Justin, I appreciate the call, man. We're, we're going to keep it rolling here. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven. So, guys, do not forget. By the way, if you miss anything, this this uh, the A one Air Quality Consultants post game call and show will drop after the fact via podcast form tomorrow morning, 5 a.m., iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can check us out there. Be sure you subscribe at the same time as well. And all those who are tuned in right now, uh, hit awesome. that subscribe button ODB. on YouTube. What's going on, man? You're on the air. Hey, man. How you doing? So I was just wondering, at what point do you think we are or are not becoming a stepping stone or a triple-A ball club to the SEC, right? Given the, the, the mass exodus at the end of last season um, of our premier players, do you not foresee that happening at the end of this season? Well, you know, I, I'll say this to your point. When you look back at the mass exodus, all of those guys were must-champ guys. So if you start seeing that happening with Beamers guys, then I'll become a little bit more concerned. But, I mean, you know – they were must champ guys, you know what I mean. So I, I when it happens sure. once, it can be it can be labeled a one off. If to your point, if it happens again this year, yeah, I, th- I think there's real reason for concern that uh, the transfer portal is it's helped South Carolina a ton, but it it could hurt you at the same time. Now, to be fair though, man, you, you didn't th- this team's biggest problem or this offense's biggest problem is offensive line. You didn't lose anybody to the portal on the offensive line. You just didn't get anybody. Correct. You didn't yeah. get any difference makers, Absolutely. and that is killing you right now, flat out. Right, but just we we lost a ton of weapons, and do you not foresee that with mm-hmm. guys that come and get a little bit of shine with Anderson um, and Omega Blake and everybody? Do you not see them? They come and get a little bit of clout and then leave for greener pastures because that feels like kind of the direction we're headed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could happen. It, it could. It's it's one of those things you'll have to fight. I mean, for sure. It, there's always going to be the Blue Bloods trying to lure kids to come to their schools from, uh, you know, poaching a school like a South Carolina. I know people will say that's tampering, but welcome to college football, man. It's happening. 
everybody's doing it. So yeah, exactly. uh, it's, you know, I don't know if it's something you can really worry about in season other than getting your guys reps and making sure that they are bought in and, and committed and want to be a part of your program and you're taking care of your guys. And, um, I, you know, there, there's some of it, I think, that's even out of the coach's hands. I mean, at some point, I don't know what there is you can do if a kid – wants to leave and chase the bag. And maybe if you don't have the bag to give him, it could be something that you you battle. So I, I, we'll have to wait and see and see if it becomes a trend. You hope not, obviously. But, um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, man, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much for chiming in. Uh, we open up back up the phone lines, I should say. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I just, I mean, those were all must champ guys that left. I, I'm not. I think Beamer's guys are bought in. I would like to believe they're bought in, and I don't think you're going to see that be like a yearly thing. I, I again, I, I'm not going to sit here and 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 predict, right? Predict that that is going to be a yearly thing. You don't want to think it will be, but I guess you never know. Let's jump back to the phone lines here. Call from RJ. I'm from Georgetown. RJ from Georgetown. What's going on, man? You're on the air. Hey. What's up, doggy Man, I ain't going to lie, dude. I say, you know, I was really impressed with that first half, right? But, dude, I say you put them boys in Paris Island this summer and let them dog it out. Because this is – I'm, I'm getting sick of being like that up team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we'll be the bat, like, or lose to a basketball school, but then we'll come through and we'll lose, you know, or win some game that's crazy as hell. Yeah, the only thing consistent about Gamecocks football over the years, man, is inconsistency. Um, and so I, I think that is, as we look forward, right, because this one's in the books, Gamecocks fall to Georgia. We look forward to Mississippi State now. And a lot of the talk this week is going to be, hey, a lot of encouraging signs. Uh, there were positives you can take away. And that is true. Now can this team build off of it and show some consistency when you take on Mississippi State in a what I would probably call a must-win game? You know what I mean? Like that, that it's, it is, it irks us the way that South Carolina seems to, you know, play up to their competition one week and then, you know, do the same, but, you know, down to the level of competition the next. So I I think that'll be the big question going to the Mississippi State game. But, uh, you know, again, man, I I think South Carolina, I really believe, can get to the point that they're not like you mentioned, the upset team where it's just they always have to pull the upset and, I think Carolina is getting a lot more respect, but you just yeah. gotta you gotta continue to upgrade the talent. Yeah, it's always like you don't know who's gonna win what with this team. Honestly, like, mm-hmm. are they gonna beat Furman, or are they gonna you know they gonna beat Georgia or Tennessee? Like, look at last year. That's crazy. It's like mm-hmm. it's like dang, you know, this team is. I, I'm I'm be honest, with you, I might be a little mad if they beat Georgia tonight. I was like, if they beat Georgia tonight, I was about to be like, dang, like where they've been at all year with this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's it's that team. I I asked myself during the game where was this team week one against UNC that, because that was not the same football team. Um, so it's I, I don't know. Listen, college football is a crazy game, man. That's that's why it's so much fun and why we love it. It's nearly impossible to to predict. And uh, I mean that was certainly the case. Certainly the case tonight. I don't think anybody saw that first half coming, but. Give kudos, give credit to the Gamecocks, man. They played their tails off in that first half and really throughout oh, the course, entire man. game also. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I am impressed. Mm-hmm. But just like, you know, I, I kind of want that extra edge where they push it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, D, my friend, hey, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much for chiming in, guys. We'll keep it rolling, 843-790-3377. 
And, you know, like I mentioned, guys, that extra edge, I think that extra edge comes from having more good players. I, I just – that's it. That's it. it. It comes from having more good players and, um, you know, being able to build quality depth and iron sharpens iron. And, um, you know, you look at this ball – I mean, I, I really thought, guys – I thought it was a valiant effort. Spur your enthusiasm. Here we go. Spur your enthusiasm. You're on the air. What's going on? Man, I really didn't think I'd get on, but here I am. Man, I'm broken. I really am. Are, are we going 10 and 2 or are we going fucking 1 and 11, my man? I I don't know. <laughs> it's one extreme or the other, huh? No, I, I, I don't. I don't think Carolina. I don't. I don't think Carolina's going either. I don't think Carolina's going either, man. I think that, you know, it's as plain as day what the issues are, and it's why I said over the summer that I think this team, you know, again, give credit. They they fared much much better against Georgia than I ever thought they could. I, I give full credit, and I eat crow for saying this game was going to be a be a blowout. But I just think, I stick by this, I think the issues on the line of scrimmage, the offensive line, it's going to lead to major inconsistencies. Because as much as we want to believe, and as much as we want to believe you can pass it every play and win, sometimes that'll work. But, like, dude, you are putting so much pressure on your QB1. So what you're saying is if QB1 has an off day, Carolina has no chance to win the football game. Like, that's a lot of pressure on a guy. So at South Carolina, they're they're you know they've got really really talented young guys. I thought Big Tree Babalade played as well as he could for a true freshman in that spot. I think Trovon Bow is going to be a good player. Jatavia Shivers is going to be a good player. You've got uh, Cam Pringle and others on the way through recruiting. You're just, you just you got to build that way, man. But it takes time. It, it just unfortunately it takes time. But I. I you know, again, spur your enthusiasm, Bryce. I, I I thought I know you picked the forty-four to twenty-seven, five hundred yards passing, the the big victory, and I so I know you're broken, but really, I'm highly really felt, I'm highly encouraged. I, I, time. I was so I was so ready to call you, man. I was so ready to call you going into halftime, just like, damn, we did it, and and, and I just I can't believe we folded like mm-hmm. that, man. I just I can't like. It's one thing to lose a ball game. It's one thing to get your teeth kicked in. But to go into the half 14-3 to against the number one team in the nation and you go scoreless in the second half, I mean, I just – I have a hard time seeing a light me into the tunnel because it's like, you know, yeah, for the rest of the nation, they look at it and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, the game costs – you know, they played us they, – they played the number one team in the nation close. Mm-hmm. I could easily see us going into this Mississippi State game and getting our teeth kicked in. Going in thinking, you know, oh, you know, yeah, we played Georgia tough. Ooh, woo. And, and oh, you know, we've arrived. Big fucking deal. And then we turn around and we struggle to crawl our way to a six-win season again. And I'm just – I'm not about that, man. Like, I – I, I want us to be successful. I invest so much time into this game and to see us be this close to our goal, to, to see it right there on our face at halftime against the best team in the country and just fold like that. I mean, it's, it's, I, I, that was a tough pill for me to swallow. I'm not going to – as as the number one sunshine pushing garnet glasses wearing Gamecock in the nation, that was – 
Yeah, I mean, it was a brutal loss, man. It, it was a brutal loss. I, I I think what's fascinating about this football team right now, Bryce, and uh, again, man, I appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much for chiming in each and every single week. Um, guys, I think what's so fascinating about this football team right now is with Spencer Rattler, who I think right now is playing like the best quarterback in the SEC. Like, I, I think it's fair to say right now, you give me a power ranking, nobody's above Spencer Rattler. I mean, what he's doing right now with limited help, basically no help, uh, at least in the running game, right? His receivers are making plays. But with limited help in the running game, if not none, with a with a relentless pass rush pursuing him most of the time. But what's interesting is this. Like, this team, because of Rattler, this team has the upside to win nine games. This team has enough issues and deficiencies to win to win five. Um, and that's why I picked seven and five, guys. I, I really thought the – the truth lied somewhere in the middle. And so I, I think there's going to be moments again where South Carolina shines and is brilliant. And, uh, you know, QB1 leads the Gamecocks to a big victory. And I think there's going to be other times where it's, it's going to be really tough sledding when you face a, a really, really competent defensive front that can shut down your running game, make you one-dimensional, get you in a bunch of second and third and longs, and, and make Spencer Rattler, you know, win the game on his own. And, and guess what, guys? Unfortunately, he's not always going to be able to do it. So – uh, guys, phone lines are back open if you're trying to call in 843-790-3377. Uh, somebody texted in, we need to help seven. It's frustrating seeing him getting him dealing with that pressure all night. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be hard to win when you don't help seven at all. So, um, let's see. Rob Brown, chances are juice is done for the season. I hope that's not the case. Let's jump to the phone. Jake. Jake, what's up, man? You're on the air. Just wanted to say, beautiful first half, tough second half, but gives me massive hope for the second half of the season. I know we're not quite there yet, but unbelievable to see this team compete in Athens and have the lead at half. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I, I'm right there with you, man. I'm, I'm, you know, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm walking a fine line of not hanging the banner for, for a moral victory, but at the same time, man, you're just – you're – I think you're off base if you're not somewhat encouraged by what you saw. I mean, that, that that was a better outcome than I think most of us were expecting. So, I think there's a lot of positives to build from that, man. I think there's a lot you can take from that game that was a positive that you can build off of and and be better for. And, and to your point, you can go out and, um, you know, ha- have a season that you're going to be really proud of and happy with, especially if that really first that, – that really rough – UNC game, right? I, I think it, this goes to show that, hey, things are not beyond salvage. This can still be a really good football team. Well, I agree. I mean, the offensive line in the UNC game was absolutely terrible. Nine sacks. You come out against Georgia, I mean, not great in the second half, but that's the best defense you're going to face all year long. The offensive line played great in the first half. And you played freshman on the offensive line. They're only going to get better. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, the future is very bright as long as you keep those guys in Columbia. I know Rattler's gone next year, but you have Sellers. Things are looking good. I mean, I think Beamer's on the right track. You know, if we play the game in Columbia next year, the result may be different. But, you know, I mean, as an Augusta guy, mm-hmm. just having a 10-point game, amazing. Indeed. Hey, I feel the same way, my friend. I feel the same way. Hey, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much for chiming in. Great stuff, guys. We'll keep them rolling. 843-790-3377. Y'all keep it coming, man. I appreciate y'all really, truly. Uh, This has been incredible. I know I've said this before, but uh, 
you know, a, a really, really successful endeavor that we have pursued this post-game call-in show, man. Y'all make it worthwhile, so thank you all so much. The phone lines are open once again. If you want to chime in, you want to call in 843-790-3377. Tommy Wallace says this, it's criminal that we have not thrown a halfback pass with DK after five after three games. Yeah. Call from John Edward. John Edward, what's going on? You're on the air. Good dude. Um, look, I mean, I I get some people are disappointed that he lost today, but I think those people just you know the ones that are disappointed. I expect us to go win that game today, and like, yeah, it was a valiant effort, but it's like, let me just say a couple things. There was one play, I forget who it was, there's somebody on the right side of the offensive line. He just got, like, bullied constantly. And it's like, look, I was just thinking, because I was hanging out with a bunch of people watching the game tonight for a watch party. And it's like, look, I think a couple of people said this. We also love Dak Joyner. We do. I'm sorry. He should not be this team's starting running back. Just play Mario Anderson. Because like you said earlier in the week, at least Mario's played running back. And although D2, at least he's played running back more just, just playing Mario I'm like I love Dak but it's like line has its issues like when you were wood and I mean just, listen hey listen I think I think you've got a I think you've got a very very fair point my friend I think you've got a very fair point um love DK5 and I think you know Beamer is loyal to his veterans but uh it's just it's try to it's yeah. it's time to f- try something different in the running game. It, it just is, and I and I know the O line's not giving you any any sort of help. Um, he's not giving you any sort of help right now, or you know the O line's not giving you help. But you know, I, I just you got to try something different. Yeah, just I mean, like I expect this team to bounce back next week. I think we'll beat Mississippi State because not the same because Mississippi State lost five by LSU today. But I just think. I think we're about to bounce back next week. You got the game at home. You're under the lights at your own stadium. And what, like, let me just say this real quick. I'm not going to have more people on the call, but it's like, you know, it, it's just weird to say that we were more encouraged coming out of a loss against the number one team in the country than we did two weeks ago. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I think that goes. Like, without, I feel more encouraged today yeah, than I mean, that, that. That goes yeah. without saying, man. I mean, I, I don't think you can compare a loss to UNC where. You surrender nine sacks, which you would see, I think, is showing as of right now. They're three and zero. They're a pretty good football team. But I mean, yeah, it's it's. I mean, I think what today shows is that there's there's promise for the rest of the season. And, and South Carolina, as long as they can build off of the good things they did today and continue to correct the things they need to work on, I, I mean, I think this football team can absolutely still get to seven or eight wins. I think it's very possible. Yeah, and then just I didn't notice something today during the game. When Spencer had time, he he could get it to his guys. And then just let me just say a couple on two interceptions. Look, I know they're going to go on the stat line. That's his first two interceptions of the season. But the two interceptions he threw, they, he was having to hold on to the ball, wait for his guy to get open, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're, they're interceptions. But he, he was trying to make a play is all he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's not like he yeah. was over-aggressive. He was just trying to make a play. And so – I just let me ask let me ask you one thing. Do you think Juice being out after that first series had like any? I think it had some impact on the rest of the game. Yeah, it didn't help. I mean, it didn't help. Obviously, um, 
you lose what is when he's healthy your top playmaker and you know I think he showed off or he showed that on that you know third and long that screenplay where he made guys miss yeah. um you know he's he's a weapon when he's out there and you know it certainly didn't help South Carolina but uh I don't think that's the reason you lost. I'm, I'm certainly not one saying that, you know, yeah, Juice know. Wells would have played the whole game because at the end of the day, South Carolina got dominated in the trenches and, and just, you know, Spencer Rattler, even if he had Juice Wells out there, could he have hit him? Because, you know, once the Gamecocks got down, there was just nothing they could really do. So, um, but I mean, obviously it would have made a difference. John Everett, I appreciate the call, man. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Y'all continue to chime in, guys. We'll take a couple of more. A couple of more. We'll take a couple more. I did that every single time. We'll take a few more calls here on this Saturday night following the 24-14 loss of Georgia, the A1 Air Quality Consultants postgame call-in show. Appreciate each and every single one of you guys. Again, phone lines are open. We've got time for just a couple of more. Here we go. We'll jump back to it. Call from Ethan. Ethan, what's going on, my friend? You're on the air. Hey, Cliff. Hey, appreciate you taking my call, man. Uh, just got a couple questions for you. Um, I don't know if anybody's asked this before. I didn't listen to the entire thing yet, but um, what do you think the key is to getting the running game going? Uh, I see we were lacking a lot in that, man, and Spencer did what he could, but what, what's your opinion on that, brother? Yeah, that's the million-dollar question, man. I think it's much easier said than done as well because I, I, I think you just – I think you've got some – you know, we've heard a lot of people – outside of me, talk about that this was a gap year on the line of scrimmage, a gap year on the offensive line, and that's not something you want to hear, right? Um, so I, I think you've got some issues in regards to personnel up front. Now, I mean, I do think going to Mario Anderson, getting more physical at the running back position, I think is a good move because right now you're just fighting to gain yardage, right? And it just seems like – it seems like for whatever reason that DeKibrion Joyner, when he meets contact, he goes down immediately – when Mario Anderson gets hit, he keeps driving, he keeps driving, he keeps driving. So I'd like to see him get more looks. Um, I'd like to see South Carolina continue to run the football to the outside, outside the tackles. I mean, there's not a whole lot going on at the middle. Um, but, I mean, dude, I, I think, unfortunately, here's probably the most realistic answer to your question. I think that's kind of yeah. who this football team is. Like, this is going to be a pass-heavy football team all year because they don't have the guys. They just don't have the guys. I mean, you went out and got – you know, you lost a lot on the offensive line. You didn't really fill those gaps, those voids. The guys who are really, really talented, they they might get better. They, they will get better as the season goes. But, you know, unless they're ready to step in and be big-time contributors, like, they're not quite ready. And then, you know, you, you didn't land anybody out of the portal at running back, man. Like, we knew the situation coming in the season. So, I think there's different things they can do to manufacture a running game. But, like, I just – and I'll eat crow if I'm wrong, and I'd love to, but I, I don't – I don't see at any point this season the running game being a strength for South Carolina. I think it's all going to fall on Spencer Rattler. You just hope and pray that at times, you know, you're able to get around that 100-yard mark. And if you can do that, I think you'll be able to find enough balance, you know, to give Spencer Rattler a chance and give him room to operate. But I just think there's going to be a lot of frustrating afternoons trying to run the football, my man. Yeah, what what do you think, brother? About I mean, because uh, the past three games, right? Uh, and I think it's a bit of play calling. Because I mean, DK, very talented guy. Uh, not doubting him at the running back position. I I got it. He hasn't really produced results. But um, the past three games, you know, you you go hey diddle diddle right at the middle. That doesn't work for South Carolina. It obviously works for Georgia. But what do you think about changing the plays? Like you said, a little bit more to the outside. You know, you know, uh, collapsing that edge. Uh, I'd like to see more of that. What do you think? 
No, I think so as well, man. I, I, I'd like to see more of it. Um, you know, again, running the football, stop the run, man. I mean, you got to find ways to generate it. And uh, I thought South Carolina did some really, really good things today. But And there's positives to build off of and take away. But to your point, man, I think there's adjustments that can be made and, uh, you know, things you can take moving forward and build on. And we'll, we'll see if they can do that against Mississippi State. I mean, I think that's going to be the biggest thing is finding some semblance of consistencies and, and just making the adjustments, right? Because, again, there's no shame in losing to the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs at their place by 10 points. But now it's about not reverting back to some of those things that, you know, were hurting you, were killing you, and, and taking, you know, taking a, a step forward just to take two steps back, if you will. So, dude, I appreciate the call, my man. Thank you so much for chiming in. Great stuff, guys. We'll keep it rolling. I'm going to try to get a couple more in here. Want to close out the show with as many calls as we possibly can. Appreciate each and every single one of you guys. You guys continue to blow up the phone lines. Um, thank you, and thank you so much, guys. The A1 Air Quality Consultants postgame calling show. This has been, um, you know, this has exceeded even my greatest expectations, so thank you. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Blaine. Blaine, what's going on? You're on the air. Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? Uh, doing well. Disappointed. Disappointing loss. You can't help but to be disappointed when your team loses. But, uh, I mean, I, like like you, like you were saying earlier, man, I'm like you. I'm, I'm oddly optimistic at this game. I mean, if you think about it, what were we talking about this time last year? You know, we're talking about hanging Satterfield on your front lawn, for God's sake. I mean, <laughs> no one's really talking about Dow Loggins. Mm. You know, you don't hear his name mentioned, at least not so far in the season. So, at least we made an improvement, you know, at OC. Um, so, there's that improvement. Uh, I mean, even, even with the O-line being – better last year than they obviously are this year. So we're still making, mm. in my opinion, decent uh, play calling. Uh, but it's, it's just, uh, it still sucks, man. Not to be, not to be able to get the upset. Um, I want to ask you, um, what is the deal with, with uh, did I not understand correctly? I thought that you said that Juice Wells was like, he played all week in practice and he's good to go. Is it a situation where he re-aggravated that injury or does it seem to be, yeah, well, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, on that play, man, he he took a shot straight to the ankle, um, or straight to the leg, if you will, by the Georgia defender. Um, so I, I think that re-aggravated it, and I, I don't know, man, I don't know what his yeah. status is moving forward. I I, I don't want to assume the worst, obviously, but I don't know how you can think he's going to be ready to go. Um, I don't know how he's going to be ready to go against Mississippi State, or or you know when it's going to be because it's. It's such a sensitive thing, and he's already, again, I mean, Shane Beamer literally said in the broadcast he's got like a broken foot or something. So, if his foot's broken, it's it's going to be, I think, I, I don't exactly, I'm pretty sure it'd be the entire season, though. So, you know, it's uh, Xavier Leggett's going to have to take on more of a role, and you're going to have to get Amari and Brown back, and maybe Nicholas Harbor starts to get more reps, and Omega Blake steps up and fills in a role. But, um, you know, again, right. back to what you were saying, man, it's it's – it is disappointing because you had the upset in your grasps, like I said. But, but to your point, I leave this game very impressed with Adawa Loggins. You know, I, as somebody that I was, I was critical of the hire. I didn't know what to think about it. Right, no college experience, and I, I think he's doing a pretty good job. I don't look at that game and say play calling is the reason you lost. I mean, I think, you know, I think you can always nitpick. I think there's times you could have taken shots or been more aggressive or whatever. But like, all things considered, like. 
And if you want a telltale sign of that, like look at the way Spencer Rattler is playing. I mean, he's confident. He's he's moving in the pocket. He's making good decisions. I mean, listen, the interceptions at the end, he's trying to throw that football up and go win the game. And I mean, you can't blame a kid for doing that. So, um, you know, it's there are encouraging things to take away, no doubt. But obviously, man, it's it's you know it's frustrating to lose, and, and that'll never change. All right. Yeah, absolutely, and, and yeah, again, the situation, the situation with Houston, I don't, I don't know how far, how far fetched redshirting him would be. You know, maybe some NIL money or keep him around if that's the you know, worst case scenario. Who, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, listen, I was asked I was asked immediately following the game, could Juice Wells possibly – could he come back? And, I mean, I think that's definitely a decision that he could make and something he could do. And, you know, he doesn't have the, the type of season that he wants to have. I, I think he absolutely could come back. I, I think he absolutely could come back. And, um, you know, we'll see if he does that. But, yeah, it's it's an unfortunate situation for sure. Yes, sir. Well, sure. we'll see what happens next next week, man. Hey, I appreciate we'll it, man. Win on the Mississippi State, so. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for the call. Go Cox. Yeah, go Cox. Great stuff. Great call. Uh, anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. Okay, phone lines are open. I see some of you saying that uh, – I see some of you saying that you've been trying to call in. Keep hitting it, man. I'm right here. Keep hitting it. Keep hitting it. Keep hitting it. You see the we've got the new overlay on the bottom of the screen. So we've got the phone line up. We've got the store link, all that good stuff, everything. So here we go. Call from Travis Allen. Travis Allen, you're on the air. What's up? What's up, Chris? What's going on? Uh, not much, man. Just out here in the shop watching a little football. Hey, I hope you got a bleep button because I'm going to. No, you go. Hey, speak freely, my man. Speak freely. I will give. I'm going to give a little message to all the sunshine pumpers out there. <laughs> we have a running back room that is pure garbage. I got nothing but respect for DeCarrion Joyner. He's been jerked around on this football team from quarterback to wide receiver to running back. Anderson's not a running back. He came from Newberry. Newberry, all respect Newberry. It's down the road from my house. Hey, nothing but respect for that guy. He's he's a good running back, but he's not an SEC running back. Maybe Braswell in the future. Uh, I give props to Spencer. I think he did a good job tonight. Uh, I think the offensive line played above what they can do. I think the defense just got gas tonight. Mm. But if you go back and look, what was what was what was our run game in the second half or even in the first half. How many total yards did we have in the first half in running? I think it was something like 20-something. It was very low total. (laughs) Very low total. That's shit, dude. That's that's, – a damn wreck ball can get that. Yeah. I mean, mean, to your point, South Carolina tonight, if you take away Spencer Rattler's rushing yards, he was the leading ball carrier – uh, South Carolina's running backs tonight that touched the football, seven carries for 19 yards from its running backs. Yeah, I mean, that's you can't win football games like that. And you can't go three and out. Three and out, when you go three and out, you don't have a running game. Yeah. And it's, and it's not against Karen Joyner. I think he's an outstanding dude. He's he's a game caught through and through. He's He's been jerked around this, this football team. But, and I put that on the coaching staff, man. They – 
you, you've had three years to get a running back. Mm-hmm. Um, you just can't depend on somebody like Lloyd that goes to, to the transfer portal. you got to have a backup. Um, our running game is shit. It's just mm-hmm. pure garbage. And, you know, all the sunshine pumpers that think we're going to do this and that, can't do it getting 20 yards in a half or 20 yards in a game in a running game. And you just can't depend on passing the whole game, you know. So I, I think they're doing, I think they're doing a good job with what they got. But you know, you just you you, you can't do it when you ain't got a running game. Indeed. Hey, listen, you hit the nail on the head, my friend. You're preaching. You're preaching to the choir. Appreciate the call, my man. Well said. Thank you, Chris. Have yeah, a good night. Yeah, man. You too. Thank you for chiming in, guys. We'll take a couple of more every time. A few more. We'll take a couple more, a few more. I jumble that every – I don't know why I do that. Um, anyways, we'll take a few more, guys. 843-790-3377. long as the phone lines are ringing, we'll keep it rolling here on this Saturday night. Here we go. Call from Brandon. Brandon, what's up, man? You're on the air. Hey, I'm a sunshine pop pumper. <laughs> and guess what? We're going to improve the world we only only lost by 10 points to the best team in the country it's not the end of the world okay that's it drop the mic i mean i i i don't think he's wrong um i don't think he's right like i think anybody i mean to his point and i i know some are doing this i guess but i mean if you're mailing it in after south carolina lost to georgia i i just i i don't know what you know what I mean? Like, I, it's a disappointing loss. Don't get me wrong, but no reason to do that. No reason at all. Call from Michael. To accept. Michael, what's going on? You're on the air. Hey, Chris. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Um, first of all, let me turn this down. Yeah. Anyway, um. I was glad to see the run game finally, uh, like, uh, at least attempt. So, the last caller talked about the run game wasn't shit, but they tried it, and uh, Bob Bellotte and Tro up front actually had some, uh, had some push up there. I was good to see that. Um, you know, people don't realize we, we just played the number one, number one team in the nation, and – we uh, actually had some, you know, push up front, and we on defense, on defense, bro. On defense, we finally got some push on uh on Beck, and he uh, he he, he didn't know what to do. Like he was uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. People hanging up, but uh, yeah. I think he makes some great points there. Um, you know, I keep seeing, too, Mario Anderson at running back. We need more of him. I, I would agree, guys. Hey, we'll take one more call. We'll take one more call before we wrap this up because, admittedly, I do want to get to watching that Tennessee-Florida game. And, of course, guys, we'll break this thing down all week. We'll take your questions, comments, calls in the Daily Crow, noon to 3. Uh, you guys can chime into that and, and leave us your feedback and everything. One more call here. Luke RJ. <laughs> Luke RJ, what's going on? You're on the air. What's up, Chris? Uh, 
So I uh, I feel like uh, I feel like Gamecocks played pretty good tonight, man. Um, a little disappointing in Rattler that he uh, got careless with the football there at the end of the game because people are gonna look at that stat line and go, "Oh, Rattler had two picks." You know, uh, Georgia's defense was just too good for him. You know, type of type of thing. Um, but I will say, man, we we talk about this all the time, like the the three and outs, man. And most of the time, when that happened, we ran the ball on first down and got like one or two yards or something like that. And then we had two downs to try to get the first down. Um, you know, I just think, I just think, you know, I don't know when, when you try to run the ball when you can't run, you know, what down it is good to try to run the ball. But, but on first down and not getting anything is, is, is not a good recipe. Mm. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of things to say about this game, man. I mean, um, I just feel like, I feel like if we were, uh, if, if, uh, if Rattler had Connor Shaw's speed and, uh, instincts to take off and run, we would be in a lot better position <laughs> for the rest of the season and in this game. I mean, think about it. Like when he, when he took off running like Connor Shaw used to do and, and didn't have the best, you know, like you know, protection in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, Connor Shaw would just run and get that first down every time, man. And Rattler has shown that he can do that. But sometimes when that middle gets stuffed up and gets jumbled up, he has to go outside of the pocket, and he's not as fast as 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 Shaw was, or Shaw is, and he has to just throw it away, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think if Rattler can move move around with his legs and get the first down with his legs, we have a we have a better shot, like. To, uh, to be better on offense. What do you think? I mean, listen, I, I think you make a lot of great points. I don't think Spencer Rattler is as fleet of foot as Connor Shaw, and I don't think South Carolina should ask him to be. Um, you brought him to Carolina because of his immense arm talent. I, th- I thought he did wonderful in the pocket, actually. I, I thought he did a good job evading pressure as best he could, made some really, really big third-down conversions or some big conversions, if you will, where – Pressure's in his face, and he gets the first down, and that's those back-breaking plays, right, that that keep drives alive, right, for a defense, I should say. Um, so, dude, I have no complaints when it comes to QB1. I mean, late in the game, man, again, South Carolina's down double digits. He's trying to make a play. I, I don't blame him. Um, there's not a whole lot else he can do, you know what I mean? So, um, I, I, I think QB1 is the least of South Carolina's concerns, and I, I think they've got a great chance to have a great season or a good season, or meet the goals that we set, I should say, because of his performance. If he keeps this up, I mean, there's no reason why the Gamecocks can't win eight games and match last year's win total, because having a guy like that under center playing at that level, it gives you a chance, man. It gives you a chance in every game you play. And, you know, I think South Carolina has some very obvious deficiencies and things they're going to have to overcome on a weekly basis. But, you know, it's like we said coming in this football game, admittedly, as you know, I locked in my score prediction. I wasn't – Overly optimistic, South Carolina would keep it close. But as I said yesterday on the show, that if you were going to do so, having a confident Spencer Rattler was a great place to start. And, I mean, 
he is playing with such supreme confidence and so comfortable in the offense. And, you know, to your point, Luke RJ, I agree with you. You can't go three and out, right? You had zero three and outs in the first half and looked really good. And, and the three and outs started coming. It's just, it's such a, you know, it, it tires out your defense. It's a momentum killer. And, and against a team like Georgia, it just, uh, you can only have that happen so many times before they start to take advantage of it. So can I ask you one more question? Uh, yeah, fire away. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, Rattler is not the problem. I'm not saying he is, but man, if he could, if he could take off with his legs up the middle when the when the when there's nobody open or the or the protection breaks down, it would it would it would benefit us to get some first downs. Him him running up the middle like that because that's what you love to see. That's what Connor Shaw did. But well, hey, Luke RJ, Luke RJ, to your point, Connor Shaw also had Marcus Lattimore. Connor Shaw also had Mike Davis. Connor Shaw also had Kenny Miles, Brandon Wilds. Like, he didn't do it all by himself. You know what I mean? Like, he had running backs and he had a very capable, a very good offensive line that paved the way. So, I hear what you're saying, man, but I I think I'm going to have to disagree with you in the sense of like, I don't know how you can ask Spencer Rattler to do any more than he's doing. He needs help. He needs help, man. I, like, they got to get some sort of running game going. Like, you can't ask him to play running back, too. He's the quarterback. He's not the running back. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe what you're describing is more so what Lenora Sellers is. I, I don't know. But even Lenora Sellers is going to need a running back. I mean, it's it's not going to be a situation where you're going to have a quarterback throw for 300 and run for 200 all by himself. Like, he's got to get some help from somebody. You know what I mean? So, um, and I, and I think too, Luke RJ, like, I, I don't really want Spencer running up the middle because dude, he takes one bad lick and he's out for a game or two and South Carolina on a season basically goes down the tube. And I, that's no disrespect to Lenora Sellers or Luke Doty, but th- this team is, is not, I mean, that's why Spencer Rattler coming back was such a big deal because you take Spencer Rattler off this team, this team's probably not going to a bowl game. I, I'm just going to say that. So, um, you want him to run for sure, but you got to be careful with him as well. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, that's that's just, I mean, that's that's a good point, you know. And uh, Connor Shaw, he took his licks, man. He he got banged up a, a bunch of times mm-hmm. running. Yeah, Connor Shaw. People forget he missed a lot of games. Dylan Thompson saved the day a lot. So, yeah. So overall, though, like I'm still I'm still feeling pretty good about this season. I mean, we got two losses. You know, the UNC game it kind of, you know that that game was more disappointing than this game in my opinion. But looking at the defense, and uh, you know we were we were talking about this in the in the hangout of the Big Cock Club that you know the number one. For South Carolina versus the number one for Georgia, we were the we we had the better players. But what happened was is Georgia's number twos versus our number ones that were t- tired. Just they wear they they wore us down mm-hmm. and and uh, and you know they just they just <laughs> they had more stamina, more players to come in there and keep fresh and all that kind of stuff. But about the defense, do you think we, we got a chance? Like, because, you know, we play better in the second half, but, you know, uh, this game we kind of got tired. Do you, you feel good looking forward to the to the rest of the season with our defense, 
even though how, how how kind of bad it looked in the second half a little bit, like and we're, or can we still have a a good season? You know, I think South Carolina absolutely. Luke RJ can still have a good season. Um, and, and again, that's I, I leave this game against Georgia feeling more encouraged that that is a possibility, right? I, again, I did not think this was going to be a close game, and I thought South Carolina showed us something, right, with the tenacity they played with, the energy, the excitement on defense. You know, if guys like T.J. Sanders and Elijah Davis and, and uh, you know, Nick Barrett and, and, and Tonka and Boogie and some of these other guys in the interior could continue to come along, and, um, you know, obviously Debo Williams and Stone Blanton, you got to find more depth at linebacker. Um, I, I thought the secondary was was fine. You know, it wasn't dominant, but it was fine. I think Connor Beck had like 200 – or Carson Beck, excuse me, had like 270 yards passing, no turnovers. Uh, so, you know, I, the secondary was fine. I, I think South Carolina, yes, Luke RJ, to your point, has the pieces – has the pieces to still have a successful season, yes. Now, what's successful to you? I, do I think this team's going 9-3? and three? No, I do not. Um, could this team still hit the seven and five that I picked? I think they absolutely could. Now we'll talk about it more this week. This Mississippi state game is massive. I mean, it's, it's massive, man. On your home field, under the lights against the team, Mississippi state, that's just coming off of a, a, a blowout loss granted to LSU, but they're kind of reeling, kind of trying to find their identity. I mean, this is going to be a massive game. So, um, but, you know, again, all in all, I'm encouraged from a lot of things that I saw against Georgia, and you got to find, you know, be able to take away the good things and, and shore up the bad things. And, um, you know, I think if you can do that, you, you still have the potential to have a good season because this team is going to continue to improve. It, it's going to – but I think I think Luke RJ, you're just going to see the inconsistencies we've always seen, man, because of the lack of, of dependable running game and because of – you know, this this football team right now, when you're when you're having to just rely on your starting quarterback, rely on your QB1 to carry you, that's a very volatile way of operating. And what I mean by that is, again, if Spencer Rattler has an off night, Luke RJ, this team is capable of, if, if Spencer Rattler goes off, they could beat anybody left on their schedule. And if Spencer Rattler has a bad night, they could lose to practically anyone left on their schedule. And yes, I think even like a Vandy. Like it, like he's that much of this football team. You know what I mean? So it's going to make for a wild ride, man. The final nine games or so should be a lot of fun. Yeah, we, we also needed that turnover tonight. Just one, like just some kind of turnover. And we, we didn't really get it, you know, and just some kind of like good break. And, but uh, I'm encouraged. Um, I agree with, you know, how Rattler it determines how Rattler plays. But, man, I just love – I would love to see a Tennessee game again. Mm-hmm. You know, we all want that Tennessee game where we're just, like, stretching the field, throwing the ball, like, 60-yard touchdown passes. I mean, I feel like if we can open it up a little bit, maybe we have a – go downfield. I know Rattler doesn't have a lot of time, but, man, if we can just, like, just throw it deep a little bit more than we're doing and stop worrying about – getting the run game going. I know the run game is important, but if we if we stretch the field and they back up off their coverage, then maybe we have a little bit more, you know, room to run. But I appreciate you taking my call, Chris, and uh, maybe maybe uh, later tonight we get in the hangout in the, on the, in the Big Hot Club and watch the rest of the games, man. Luke RJ, I appreciate you, man. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. Great stuff as always. And guys, 
Uh, that's going to do it. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. The A1 Air Quality Consultants postgame call-in show will be live after each and every single South Carolina football game. Uh, we'll have a late one next Saturday night when the Gamecocks take on Mississippi State, 7.30. So, of course, we'll be live after that one. But, guys, great stuff as always. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Hit that bell icon so you get notifications of when we go live and when we drop new video content. Also, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. The A1 Air Quality Consultants postgame call-in show can be found there after the fact every Sunday morning. And, of course, guys, stay tuned to social media, all the content. Of course, the Daily Crow rocking as normal this week, noon to 3. So if you enjoyed what we did here tonight, you can continue the conversation all throughout the week. We'll take your questions, your comments, your calls at the same number Monday through Friday. Guys, hey, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Y'all have a great rest of your weekend, and we will talk to you all on Monday. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.